and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It's the Brad and Brit cast. We're glad you're with us here. Uh, this one, for uh, folks catching us later in the day, uh, was done live in the 11 o'clock in the morning hour. Okay? Uh, it just uh, it, it gives us a, um, an official stamp, a, mm-hmm. a time stamp, as uh, we used to say, somewhere. somewhere. Back, back in uh, those days. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh we talk about Phil Mickelson here now. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a good idea as we get ready for the U.S. Open. And, you know, we're, we're, we're really overdoing golf when mm-hmm. you and I really, we don't even play golf. No. We barely watch golf, but okay. Uh, you know by now that uh, Phil Mickelson has accepted all this money to play for the uh, Saudi Arabians. And for the uh, murder, murderous uh, MBS, uh, what is his name? Uh, 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 Michael Bin Salman. What is his name? That's the guy. Morris bin Salman. Yeah. Something like that. The, mur- the guy who murdered the Washington Post uh, columnist and critic, among other things. And I think they, I think they like cut off the heads of eighty-five gay people in a stadium a couple weeks wow. ago. Another one that they did. Um. Or as we like to call it here, law and order. <laughs> Not soft on crime. Everybody's got their own way of celebrating Pride Month, so I guess. Uh, yeah. Geez. Phil Mickelson expresses now his deepest sympathy to the families of those who lost loved ones in the 9-11 attacks, of course, which are uh, closely associated with Saudi Arabia for good reason. What is it, 15 of the 19 hijackers? Uh, yeah, and, and and more importantly, it's the financing. Stupid. It's the money that was involved. That, that's the, that's how they did it. So Terry Strata is the uh, spouse, the wife of something called 911familiesunited.org, and they they went right after Phil Mickelson, and deservedly so. Let me read Phil Mickelson's official statement. I would say to the Strata family, I'd say to everyone who's lost loved ones on 9-11 that I have deep, deep empathy for them. I can't emphasize that enough. I have the deepest of sympathy and empathy for them, which I would uh, add on to that. Well, fuck you then, Phil. Don't take their money so directly. Now, let me let me just for half a second give uh, a little bit of space. To, he's not the only one that's taking the blood money. He's the most well-known guy. But he's not the only one that's out there with his hand out outstretched, uh, taking the money from the Saudis. If that means anything, no, it doesn't because uh, that's just a what aboutism. That's what about everybody else? We're talking about Phil Mickelson, okay? No, no, because it, remember he's the most famous person, and he when is. he does it, it gives tacit permission to lesser lights in golf to do this. Uh, pressed on whether he would privately. Um, respond to the letter sent by Strata, Nicholson said uh, exactly what I just read. That's all I can say over and over. I have the deepest sympathy over and over again. It's like thoughts Strata and prayers. Too. It's like thoughts and prayers, basically. He's sending his thoughts right. and prayers to those people. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Phil knows exactly what he's doing, 
And he and his fellow live LIV. That's the name of the tour. Golfers should be ashamed. They're helping the Saudi regime. This is a word that we never heard until about two weeks ago. Sports wash. Sports wash their reputations in return for tens of millions of dollars. At the very same time, our government is rolling out more damning evidence of Saudi culpability in the 9-11 attacks. But let's, let's throw the, the next little wrinkle into the story now, because I, I haven't heard this yet. I haven't read about this yet, but I got to believe it's coming that if President Biden, who and this is kind of a legitimate barb, it's a it's a snark wants to have better relationships with the Saudi sheiks than he does with the oil companies in the United States. Better to get oil from them than from us. Mm -hmm. If the president of the United States is willing to do business again in a more conventional way, even though he will, of course, couch it in, of course, the human rights abuses of Saudi are unacceptable, blah, blah, but you have you've got an an impossible situation of cross currents, hypocrisies, looking the other ways, and yes, what about isms? That it, it it's something we go back forty years, fifty years, when most of us first became aware of how entrenched we were with Saudi Arabia because of oil and the first oil embargo, the the. Uh, of the seventies. And we were warned. Then we were told we've got to get away from being fully dependent or mostly dependent on what they decide around a table every few months about how much oil is going to be pumped and sent to the world, sold to the world. We got to get off of that. And, and this was 1973. Nixon was president. So here we are, you know, almost 50 years later and, We've certainly taken care of that problem, haven't we? Wow. Uh, this It's part of a, it, they've got a, a plan, an overall plan in Saudi Arabia, and I can't remember what they call it, but it's it's supposed to really broadcast to the world the modernization and the liberalization of their society, even as they murder, as you point out, gay people and don't allow women to drive and all this other shit. Oh, no, they're, they're all into, um, they're doing a full court press into tourism. Yeah. Okay. You know, they're building uh, lots of golf courses because, of course, sand is really cheap. You see what I did there? See, on golf courses, Britt, there are these parts of the course that are... Yeah. We're sand traps? Is that what they call it? No. The, well, in Saudi Arabia, the the uh, the real um, barriers are called grass traps. <laughs> Let's see what you did. <laughs> God. You miss Jay Leno, don't we? <laughs> a lot. Yeah, more than anything. Well, he won't go away, so we can't really miss him. All right. Uh, the commissioner of the uh, PGA, the entrenched establishment, who's suspended a lot of these guys from the tournaments, but that doesn't include the major tournaments like the U.S. Open, so Phil Mickelson, who has a lifetime exemption, can still play, and I think he intends to play now. The The U.S. Open is run by the United States Golf Association, yeah. which is a little separate from yeah. the PGA, so that's part right. of the deal. It, Britt, Britt, could you compare that to the, the uh, wrestling uh, <laughs> yes, establishment this... where there's one? but a, a, it's, a, it's sanctioned by the National Wrestling Alliance. That's what it is. Okay. 
My pro, and by the way, Phil Mickelson, of course, wants to play once again in other tournaments in the United States. And, and my, my preference is to be able to choose which path I would like, one or the other or both. I mean, Britt, we've known because of the, it's not anecdotal, the, the stories over the years where Phil Mickelson lets his inner greed out occasionally. And it says, I can't afford to live in California. I got to move to Florida. Fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. Right. And, and, and this is 10 times worse than that because he's speaking very politely and pretending that he doesn't hear the fact that if you accept tens, hundreds of millions of dollars from a murderous regime like that, you are trying to give them cover. Who is now going to go to a tournament and cheer for, and this is not a rhetorical question because there's probably an answer to it, because there will be people who will go and cheer for Phil Mickelson because, what, he stood up to the man, um, he has the right to make a living, uh, wouldn't you accept the money if it was, I mean, what is going to be the take of, of golf fans Mm-hmm. There are golf fans largely conservative. Are they largely Republican who would show up at these uh, these tournaments? Yes and no. I don't know. Your previous uh, your previous statement on, on the podcast it was all about in the past. It's always been about owning the libs, right? And I don't even think the the assholes who would own the libs would cheer for Phil Mickelson at this point. Well, I know. So th- th- I I find this to be just a bizarre stance he doesn't have he doesn't have anyone in his life that will tell him this is a horrible idea can you possibly get out of it there's no sponsors that are like phil we can't no sorry there's just there's just nothing he's just on the road to hell apparently well Britt, i don't think you care about sponsors if uh, <laughs> you're getting uh, the big bucks from from saudi or you don't you don't care anymore whether um uh titleist golf balls is on is on your pants anymore you, believe me you're getting a lot more money for, at some point the, at some point even the saudi money does run out it has it could be a while and eventually they decide not to pay you and eventually they decide to keep you as a guest within their country well we when about. you say the, the money runs out you don't mean they would run out of money they would run out of deciding They're paying you they would run out of deciding you. to pay you the money that's right <laughs> at some point in time you become less useful to them than possible and then yeah this is I mean, what's happening. Right. What happens when their image doesn't quite live up to what they hoped it would be? What, 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 what would happen then? It's interesting that this is uh, that this is coming up now because we, I've, I've talked about this uh, with with Vince McMahon has taken a tremendous amount of money from Saudi Arabia to put on these huge hundred thousand stadium sp- spectacles. Of course, we don't know if people were required to actually attend these events or not. Uh, but they, they they go over there a couple of times a year, and Vince has has taken a lot of money from these people, and it doesn't seem to have affected his deals with some of the largest media corporations in America, like Universal and with Fox and with some of those people. You wonder if that's going to shine mm. a spotlight on who's mm. who's taking money from the Saudis at this point. Well, see, that's why I brought up President Biden's apparent intention to, and you know. Politically, the president's, you know, in the 30s in the approval ratings, and that's, uh, if not completely, but largely because of 
inflation and the price of gasoline and you know all the attendant problems with that, thinking somehow that the Saudis are going to bail us out, that they're going to suddenly open their spigots and pump enough oil to drive the world oil price down enough. And I think even they've said they can't do it. They physically can't make up that difference in any significant amount of time that would would matter here it isn't it isn't like that it isn't like your kitchen sink where you can have the water on low and then and then spritz it doesn't quite work that way um so joe biden could be uh, setting himself up for you know an o and two one he's dealing with the inexcusable saudi arabian regime the one that he said he wanted to turn into a pariah state when he was campaigning so he's opened himself up to that for uh, flip-flopping or, or changing his mind. But when the facts change, I change my mind. What do you say, sir? <laughs> doesn't work like this, right? Although it is, it is. I mean, it, it is only slightly comforting that if Donald Trump was still in office, he would have Phil Mickelson up to give him a Medal of Freedom. I mean, that would that would be happening probably today on the front lawn of the White House. <laughs> I know. I understand. <laughs> it's only that's that's so stupidly true. It's too stupid to talk about. You're right. Phil Mickelson, Sportsman of the Year. Why did he get that? Yeah. It would be like Donald Trump would fly himself over to that event in London. He would have been right there in the gallery cheering him on and everything. You know, it would be perfectly fine. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't do that anyway. You know, he's yeah. free to move about the world, move about the cabin. Okay. How, much, how much did he rip off his people for, for the fake legal defense fund or the, the fake uh, election well, steel it, defense thing? It looks like the, the floor, the bottom, the bottom that that is reported and you always have to sue it's like the number of coronavirus um infections and uh people you know it, it's always been way higher than is reported and the bottom line is 250 million so yes and i hate to refer to this same grandpa in the rest home who can barely move anymore and the the nursing attendant does bring his checkbook over to him to the wheelchair and get him to sign as he sends off a couple hundred dollars to the uh, Donald Trump uh, uh, contest the election fund or whatever the fuck they were calling it the grifter fund. Um, and was completely fake. Money, it, was it, it is stunt. So uh, can can we just establish that one of the reasons, if not the main reason, beyond borderline psychosis by Trump to keep lying, to never give in, to never admit that he lost is because the minute he does that, there can't be a committee to raise money to continue to contest the election because you've given it up. That's why he's never conceded. Right. So that's got to be part of that. Um. You know, we're, so it's it's uh, at least two hundred fifty million dollars. That's a, that's a lot of money. I mean, yeah. you know, he's been nailed for the fake charities for what the veterans. Remember that he got nailed for, for the fake veterans charity money that he he raised. And that never went to where it was supposed to go. And and, and clearly that's how you connect up to um, the uh, two and a half minute introduction that Kimberly Guilfoyle gave on January 6th during the rally before the riot where she introduces Trump, that was called the save America rally. And they paid her $60,000 for a two and a half minute 
introduction. And yeah. to be fair, she is that good. Yeah. Okay. She's worth every penny of it. Um, where did that money come from? It, it came from all this money that was being raised from saps, from dopes, from schnooks. Let's keep, let's see if we can keep naming um, words to describe people who have written checks figuratively. They may have done it online, or, but, but have given money to Trump, not only through the, the, the five years before, but post-election day. Schnooks, suckers, losers, Marks. saps. <laughs> oh, damn. I was thinking of Marks, too. You got that one. <laughs> Pigeons. Oh, Pigeons. Nice. Doofuses. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. 60,000 bucks for uh, uh, two minutes' work there. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's good work if you can get but, it there. Uh, as, as I've uh, uh, indicated um, on an earlier post that uh, you may have read or haven't read, uh, Don Jr. says, hey, two and a half minutes with Kimberly Guilfoyle for 60 grand. What a deal. Okay. <laughs> That's not fair. There's not any. There's no indication. By, by the way, for an extra 10,000, she will yell at you for the next two minutes. Oh, like good. she did at that speech at the, That's worth at it. the convention. Remember that? But yeah. apparently, even re- here's one of these. Even Republicans are mad over this money being paid to <laughs> Like, again, it's the, it's the old, this is the thing that got that, like everything else. This is your line? This is really, this was it? This is the line that was crossed that was so offensive to you is that she made 60 grand doing absolutely nothing? Right. But let me ask you a question, Britt. Maybe I've uh, missed the coverage on this. Isn't there about $100 million or so that sloshed around associated with the inauguration back in 2017 yeah. that was yeah. raised, that much of which has never been accounted for because the numbers were run. And, you know, four years before that, the Obamas had a, a much bigger inauguration and a series of smaller ones around the city. And, and the cost was, you know, one-tenth of what Trump raised for the 2017 inauguration. Uh, which was just a one-off kind of nothing, uh, and nobody knows where the money went. So, and again, can't play this. Well, what about this? But yeah, this is sixty thousand to Kimberly Guilfoyle. Of course, it's inexcusable. It's beyond anything. Um, and you can't say, well, that doesn't matter because, well, they've blown millions. They've stolen millions more doing other things. It's it's all one gigantic corruption pile of dung that really is just donald trump that's him that's all he is and if you were giving money to him and you don't feel at some level you're you're as as unwhole as you would be as if you got ripped off for the uh, a used car that you drive out of a out of the dealer and, you know, five miles away, you know, the wheels fall off, the doors fall off and the engine drops down. It's the same thing. If you don't, if you're too stupid to, to realize that you've been had, you know, there's not much hope for you. Well, there's no uh, other products. They've got no other products they can sell. The water, the steaks, Trump University, everything else. They've got Mar-a-Lago. People are still paying money for that. They've got some of the golf courses. Yeah, but that this is the product. This is the, this is the product. The product is this bullshit lie. And also the endorsements. And I, I know that you saw the 
the uh, article in the Washington Post, more than 100 GOP primary winners back Trump's false fraud claims. So for those of you that were like, would like to say that, oh, it's in the past, January 6th happened, why are you guys still harping on it? It's still happening. These people are still out there. They're running for office. This is state and federal office that these people have won primaries in, and they're still trumpeting the big lie. So they're ready to reach out and touch someone yet again, and the, this is not over, and that's why we have to have these hearings, because we haven't put this behind us at all. No. No, it's it's not close, and, and I think I've made this comparison before. It, it would be as if the... Uh, you know, uh, and maybe maybe we should come up with a with a clever name that riffs off of the boys from Brazil. You know, the the genetic offspring of Hitler um, being being produced in that great book and that great movie, uh, who who poisoned the world, I guess, permanently. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to just it's so long since I've seen that movie, but isn't that basically what it is that that. Mm-hmm. They figure out a way that the Dr. Mengele played by Gregory Peck. That's it. Yeah. Something of that sort. And, if, and it was, I think they gave Gregory Peck a, a mustache. That was problematic. He looked like a bad guy because normally Gregory Peck's the good guy, right? He is. He's, yeah. he's, he's Atticus Finn. Okay. Yeah, that's but correct. He played a good bad guy. He, he played a good bad guy in that movie. Um, yeah. The, uh, the seeds have been planted. The seeds have been planted. And, um, now that I think about it, when Liz Cheney said at the end of the first hearing, or maybe in the middle of it, whenever she uh, had her, her, uh, her moments to speak and said to all my Republican colleagues, one day, Donald Trump will not be here. And, you know, what will you have? What will you say? What will you, what will you be all about? She's right. I mean, you'll have no integrity. You'll have nothing to hang your hat on. You'll, You'll just be a, you know, a loser who, who who supported Donald Trump, but she's wrong in that. If Trump died tomorrow, Trumpism doesn't die tomorrow. That's the problem, mm-hmm. and you you just showed it. And if folks uh, couldn't see it, it's an article that says across the country, uh, over a hundred people who were all in on the big lie won primaries <laughs> at, at, at various levels of government. Um, that's a problem. That's a real, real problem. You've talked, and, about, you've talked about this before when reporters, had, they just go up to people, hey, do you believe that Trump was screwed out of the 2020 election? However you want to put it. Do you think that Joe Biden is the legitimate president? And, and they're just many of them who will refuse to answer the question, right? They won't straight up say that Joe Biden won the election. It's even worse than that, because in spite of the uh, Bill Barr rehabilitation tour attempt um, with his book. And by the way, I believe he I haven't seen him anywhere, but but Fox uh, getting interviewed. Maybe he's done interviews elsewhere, but uh, I only see him on Fox usually. Uh, which always indicates something. Uh, stay in the safe space. Um, <laughs> but all the video of him uh, testifying before the investigators that's been shown. I mean, he was the star of the show on Monday. And he makes it uh, very, very clear that 
uh, that was it. I'm done. I'm checking out. I, I can't go for this anymore. You won't listen to a word I'm saying. I'm, I'm kind of out of here. However, even with that, even with Bill Barr, who sounded really reasonable and he sounded like that Bill Barr that people thought existed when he was first appointed attorney. Wow. Trump reached and got a guy who's already had the job. He's got a fairly good reputation. He's not a complete crazy nut. And it turned out wrong. He was. And we get to the point where after all this, would you vote for Donald Trump if he were the nominee in 2024? And what does Bill Barr still say? The answer is yes, I yeah. still would. So after all you said to the committee, after being completely conversant and completely aware as a lawyer, as the attorney general, as an American, as to what Donald Trump was trying to do to the country, what he's continuing to try to do to the country, it's still more important for you, Bill Barr, to own the libs and not vote for, it could be Joe Biden, it could be anybody. It's still more important for you to vote Republican. We're in trouble. Yeah. We're in trouble because if, if, if that isn't permission given to, to, to all these folks to, to just stick with the program, stick with Trump no matter what, it does not matter. Um, I don't know what does. So this idea that Bill Barr is, is any kind of a hero, I can't go there. I can't, I, I can't give him that. You you went too long. You let it run for, for too many years, too many months. And your lies that you put into place right after the Mueller report was issued and you got out there, you know, in five seconds to try to undercut the intent and the facts contained within no you suck <laughs> you suck and, and we're supposed to give credit this is how low the bar is we're supposed to give some kind of historical credit they're supposed to have their own chapter in the book of trump about how they all saved us from him well you created him you supported him you made excuses for him there was nothing that he could do that you would break with him over for all those years. And so at the very 11th hour, you resigned, but it was too late. It didn't matter. January 6th happened mm -hmm. just because you resigned a few weeks before. Too late. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter. Believe me, your reputation wouldn't be any shittier if you would have still been the attorney general all the way through <laughs> to the end of the term, Re resigning at that, you know, two minutes before midnight part of Trump's presidency does not save you in my mind. Yeah, it's too late. It's too late. Um, baby, the much maligned, uh, Merrick Garland, the attorney general saying that they're paying close attention to those January 6th hearings. By the way, we did have a postponement. Uh, the January 6th panel will delay tomorrow's hearing to give staff time to prepare. Zoe Lofgren, the California congresswoman, saying that um, it's just a technical thing. It's not a huge deal, but they're going to wait an extra day or a little bit longer in order to, to give themselves a little bit more time to prepare. 
Um, and as I said, Merrick Garland, who has been much maligned, saying they're, they're taking a good look at all of this. And they're adding this to the, the – I mean, Merrick Garland has been vilified by a number of people, Brad, but a lot of folks on the left who think he should either shit or get off the pot uh when it comes to any number of things and they're upset that he's not gone ahead with some prosecutions trying to get donald trump uh indicted on something i as time passes and you you see him speak i think you have to give him all the room that he needs uh this is who he is this is how he does business um you know this is the guy that prosecuted the Oklahoma City bombings. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's been down this road before, um, and these stories about uh, well, we're watching closely. You know, th- they mean nothing. You know, they're they're equivalent to after every tragedy, the president has been briefed on. Really? Okay, good. <laughs> you know, stop. Of course, they're watching. That's not. It's not a story. Um, but. Remember, no matter what happens in the election in November, it has no effect on the Justice Department. No effect. So, yes, uh, come January, this committee will be disbanded. There's no question about it. But it's a long time between now and January. These hearings will you know, conclude in a few weeks. Uh there's a long time in between then and uh, the election. And I would give Merrick Garland the benefit of the doubt here. I wouldn't be piling on him and asking him to do things that by any measure would be considered political prosecutions without the sufficient evidence. The worst thing that could happen, the worst thing that could happen is that they were to move too fast and not be able to win the cases. That's the worst thing. It's better to wait and get as much evidence, all that you can, and do it right instead of doing it first and doing it fast. Um, so, yeah, we, of course, should should Donald Trump already be in a prison jump? Of course he should. That's not the way <laughs> we know that. We, we know that. Merrick Garland, everybody knows that. Um but that's the difference between us and, well, let me just pick a country, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> we, we, we still want to believe we have, you know, some, some rule of, of law here. And uh, even a thug like Donald Trump gets, gets his rights and gets the benefit of the doubt and is innocent until proven guilty. And they want to be able to prove him guilty. They want to be able to prove him guilty. And, if they can't prove him guilty, uh, you want to think, and uh, you, know, you can put a little put a little mark on me after I say this. You want to think that enough of the American people will have seen, even if they won't express it publicly, enough about Donald Trump that they really didn't know before. Because Britt, you know, there are a lot of people that uh, they've they've closed their ears and their minds to to any facts about him that this does bleed through, that it does punch through, they might accidentally be stuck watching Fox now early in the day 
over there and it's on TV there. They can't they can't avoid it. Now as soon as the show is over, then we go back to our regular program. Here's the my pillow guy. Yeah. Uh, we know that. Uh, so they they're doing the bare minimum. They you know, Fox running the the hearings during the day, the rest of the time is uh, the televised equivalent of this legislation that apparently might pass on on guns. You know, it is the absolute bare minimum least that uh, can can uh, can be done because it has to pass the bullshit test of republicans and uh so far allegedly there are 10 but any one of those could peel off because you know brit we haven't seen the final language in the bill no you know, I, I can't you know uh, yes i i'm for but you, you never know and uh um so yeah, this is all this is all minimal stuff that, that that's being done there, and with with Trump, I think you have to be you have to be extra extra careful because just think about what happens the moment an indictment of Donald Trump gets out there becomes real that he is indicted. And he needs to uh, show up for a trial, a trial of a former president. That's a big deal. We've never seen it. Or as Trump would say, nobody's ever seen anything like it before. Because <laughs> it would be true. And you, know, you, here's the funny thing, and I was thinking about this. You know, let's say that uh, the two hundred fifty million dollars is an accurate figure that he's uh, schemed and scammed and and ripped off morons for since the election let's say it's 300 what, what amazingly and, and that money was coming in right after november 4th it wasn't like Mm-mm, you know yeah. it, it, it didn't start until you know march of, of uh 2021 they, they were they were on it immediately sending mm-hmm. out money you've got to help donald so with all that money he still couldn't find any lawyers worth their salt Mm-mm. who would either be willing to argue their case would have any reason to want to argue the case would want to tar their own personal reputations by arguing the case and uh, as we learned in Monday's hearing these lawyers basically stood by and stood down while Rudy Giuliani took control of the wheel okay so with Usually you think, well, you know, if you have a lot of money, you can get the best lawyers. If you're a big corporation, you have an advantage when a single person sues you because you know, you've got the money. You've got the law firms. You got mm. So Trump theoretically would have had that, but he sucks so bad mm-hmm. <laughs> that he couldn't get good lawyers. And he's had this problem for years, forever, including the part before he was raising money from people where he wouldn't pay. Correct. Yeah, he probably owes a bunch of lawyers. That's right. A lot of money. He and word gets around. Lawyer, lawyers are funny about that. They actually want to get paid. It's strange. Yeah. Word gets around. Some of this stuff is bleeding through to the, to the right wingers. You talk about the Kimberly Guilfoyle thing, pissing off some folks on the right. The Sean Hannity deal about pitching Donald Trump on pardoning Hunter Biden. A lot of conservatives are like, what the fuck, Sean? 
this was one of those great texts that's been on Earth over uh, the past few days, the past few weeks, that he floated the idea. Uh, I don't know if this was to Meadows or who it was to. Hey, maybe maybe Trump should go ahead and, and just pardon Hunter Biden as a, an olive branch, so that he can get the he can get the Democrats off his ass for a little while. <laughs> there are a lot of conservatives who are not happy with Trump. about that. The, the, you know what? When you hire a house painter to be your political <laughs> advisor, this is the kind of advice you get. Because, oh, oh, first of all, again. What is what has Hunter Biden been charged with again? Did I miss that? I I I think maybe not paying to have a laptop fixed. I I'm not there sure what the okay. charge is, right. uh, which seems like a civil matter. Right. But by the way, that's so, that's so Trumpian because remember he had all these people in Trump's orbit who were shopping around yeah. and hoping to get pardons before they'd been charged with anything. So in Trump world, which includes Sean Hannity. That's the highest praise you can get from Donald Trump to get a pre-indictment pardon for, for things. Um, but to come at it from the other point of view, let's say Trump did that, okay? And I don't know how that would look. I don't know what it would have been because, again, you know, you usually pardon people after they're, they're charged with something or they've been convicted. You know, they go to prison, you pardon them, you let them out, you say... And it's it's wiped from their their permanent record, um, but do you think for one second? And this is the, the the problem, the the assumption that is made by the Sean Hannitys of the world, or at least he says it in public, that we are all, all us Democrats, all us lefties, all us, we are all huge Hunter Biden fans. <laughs> he is our favorite. Yes. How many trading cards? Do you have? Do you have his rookie card? I've got the poster over my bed. I, I whack off to it every night. Are you kidding? I love Hunter Biden. It's a, he's the right. greatest. Right. So um, only in the world of Sean Hannity, in the mind of, of Sean Hannity, would he conjure up this idea that Hunter Biden, a non-elected official, okay, who's not been charged with anything that giving him some kind of legal get out of jail free card is so attractive that all of us, wow, Donald Trump, that man, you know what? He's fair and balanced. Yeah, he didn't he just let Paul Manafort and general Flynn and Roger Stone off the hook. He let Hunter Biden off the, and look what Hunter Biden did. Holy shit. The guy does cocaine off of hooker's asses and takes pictures of himself with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wow. He's our hero. He's our poster boy. Thanks, Don. All is good. All is good. The, um, the Washington Post highlighting this particular story, three days before the January 6th, 2021 insurrection, they had a guy whose name was, I'm going to get this right, Jeffrey Clark, I believe his name was. He was a lower-level yeah, guy yeah. at the Justice Department. And he sends a letter to Donald Trump. He says, put me in, coach. This is after Bill Barr had left. Jeff Rosen is your acting attorney general. Jeffrey Clark goes, let me be your boy. We'll overturn this election. And Jeff Rosen finds out about this, and he gets, he says, oh, shit. He gets his deputy, Richard Donahue, who's out walking the streets of D.C. They come into the Oval Office, and they go, look, you can't do this. This Jeff Clark guy is not qualified to do this, and you're going to have about 
half at least of the Justice Department turning in resignations. If you want that to happen and you want that to, to be a part of your legacy, Donald Trump, absolutely make Jeff Clark the guy. Make him the attorney general right now and go down this road. And Donald Trump even saw the wisdom in not uh, doing this on January the 3rd of 2021. I love the quote here. Here's what, what Donahue says to Trump or asks him. Is what happens if within 48 hours we have hundreds of resignations because of your actions? What does that say about your leadership? Well, okay, without begging the question here, uh, we, we know what everything is said about his leadership. Right. But, okay. He said, we're not the only ones. You should understand that your entire department will resign. Every assistant attorney general will resign, Mr. President. These aren't bureaucratic leftovers from another administration. You picked them. This is your leadership team. You sent every damn one of them to the Senate. You got them confirmed. What is that going to say about you when we all walk out at the same time? And then he talks about this hack, Clark, who was willing to, to do the bidding. He was going to be the Robert Bork here. He says he's never been a criminal attorney. He's never conducted a criminal investigation in his life. He's never been in front of a grand jury, much less a trial jury. And... Clark then objected and said, well, I've done a lot of complicated appeals. I've done civil litigation, environmental litigation and stuff like that. So Donahue says, and he says this to the to the committee, to the investigator, he says, you're an environmental lawyer. How about you go back to your office and we'll call you when there's an oil spill? <laughs> How great is that? We'll call you if there's an oil spill. <laughs> How dismissive. Can possibly get well there's no getting around it brad the s p 500 is officially in bear territory what does this mean it means we're in a bear market <laughs> it means we're screwed is that what this means no it means we're in a we're, you know the, this does happen it, it, mm -hmm. it, it, now that i have about 45 years of you know it, it looks like between about 10 between 10 and 15 years you can count on a a really crushing uh, crushing bear market we're either mostly through this one or we're at the beginning of it and it could get a lot worse before it gets gets better and uh, this all depends on the on the uh, ability to tame inflation nothing else matters that's all that matters and if um, inflation starts to cool or it peaks in a few months and, and turns uh, the market will begin to heal itself and recover. If it doesn't, you know, we're headed further down. There's just no other way. And, and by the way, there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere. Um, but if you've, you know, if you've been... As, all, all suspects are taken out and shot when, when, when things get like this. If you get as old as we've gotten, you've seen this happen several times. And it's always the people that freak out at this point of inflection that always end up getting screwed. And it's the guys that kind of keep their wits about them that always kind of make it make it through this sort of stuff, right? Usually, usually. That's always true until it isn't. <laughs> Words of wisdom. Yeah. Fuck you, I mean, when Brad Grant talks. Well, the longest time it took to recover from a true bear market, the longest time, was 19, uh, I guess it's 1934 or 35, until a couple years after World War II. It took about 12 years for 
the averages to get back to where they, they were before that. That's the longest time. Most of the time, it's a lot shorter than that. In 2020, we had the shortest bear market in the history of bear markets. It was sure. about two months. Okay, yeah. But nobody knew that at the time. And you had a couple of days. You had three days in a row where you know, the market was down 8, 10, 12% three days in a row. And it really looked like the bottom was falling out of everything. And, of course, in retrospect, that was a great buying opportunity. But it's, it's hard to... to to, to feel that way while it's happening it doesn't feel good no matter no matter who you are and well you heard it here first brad is saying things are on sale and you should definitely buy some stuff right now <laughs> that's, that's what i heard you say <laughs> well it, it's you know if you liked apple at 170 you gotta like it at 135 well okay if you like Microsoft at 305, you got to like it more at, at, at 255. Unless you feel course, that no one's ever going to use 195. Yeah, I mean, of course. Unless you know. feel that no one's ever going to use Microsoft again. They're done with business. Nobody's ever right. going to use PowerPoint. It's the same That's shit. Right. Unless you feel that the Apple business model is completely ruined. No one's ever going to buy an iPhone ever again. The iPads are done. The Apple, you know, their, their forays into content is bullshit. If you believe that that's true, then certainly you should just go ahead and just pack it in, right? Yeah, pack it in. And, and so. <laughs> that's not going to happen but um you know the technology stocks have been whacked uh as much if not more than than other segments because uh, much uh, much of their frothy price is is based on future earnings but that's more associated with these pie in the sky companies that really aren't making any money right now uh not apple not google no alphabet not not microsoft these are real companies that do do real things but they're they're certainly subject to the the uh, financial uh, whims of the world so they they get hit also um but uh the the uh, the, the the crypto boys holy well, shit god, god bless them that. Yeah, yeah now i will I, tell you i will i will tell you one thing and I, i'm going to hold this one Till, till the cows come home, okay? Just for giggles, okay? Um, I, I have no Bitcoin. I have no crypto directly. But I bought, I did buy Coinbase a couple months ago. And I bought Coinbase. Coinbase had been, I think, at about 450 or so. And it was, in the, it was about 200. I thought, all right, we'll buy a little Coinbase. So I got, of course, now it's like 45 or 50. Okay, so it's a 75% loss of my, of my money. But Coinbase is really the the only New York Stock Exchange or NASDAQ traded legitimate corporation that has to go by um, regular accounting standards and is not a scam. So it's been thought that, well, they're kind of the central bank for the transactions of uh, crypto. And so I thought, all right, well, I'll, I'll buy that. You know, it, it, it's like it's like not buying the the companies that build houses, you buy the companies that, that uh, sell them all the shit that's in a house kind of thing. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, you can see how well that's working out so far, but when the dust settles and there's some kind of a freakish turn in, in crypto, which there probably will be after they've wiped out all these people who, who've really been invested heavily into it, it'll change. It'll turn. And, you know, I think the Coinbase will probably come back a little bit. It may not ever get back to where it was for, for a while, but that's okay. I can, 
I can handle that. It's it's, it's point oh 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 one of my uh oh, that's my good. holdings. It's but I, I I just did it to do it. Um, but other than that, but I understand if I'm not incorrect here. Uh, your friend and mine, uh, Jim Cramer, he had cut back. He had some some Bitcoin, some crypto for a while, and he kept a little tiny bit of it. And this week, he tried to get his money out, and he couldn't get his money out. Yikes! Okay. That's not good. So, and, and again, in, in his case, it's it's like me. It, it, it's not any kind of significant money. It's just he just wanted to have it in there to see what's the point. But the point. So the point is that yeah. uh, there are a lot of people who put a much higher percentage of their net worth, or these are young people who during the the pandemic they got the two thousand dollar check and turned it into to crypto or uh, non fungible tokens and thought this is the and, and and they've been wiped out and not only they're being wiped out but now they can't even get the pittance of money that they still have left because these companies are going belly up that it's it's fake and so all the folks who who said crypto is a complete fraud right now yeah. they're looking pretty good they're they're looking so is, pretty good is so, it going to revert back to the staples center in la it's not going to be the crypto.com center whatever it is that thing in well, uh, I don't know, you know if uh, look i don't know how that you know these people always have these long-term contracts they're yeah. supposed to pay the money yeah. if they don't have the money they can't pay it yep and Usually what will happen is they'll agree to disagree and, and break the contract and they'll find some other schmuck to pay more to have the next name, you know, put on it. It'll be the Van Camp Pork and Beans Arena or something like that. A company that makes real things, that makes real money. You know, Van, who makes Van, was it Campbell's or something? But uh, Exactly. Uh, yeah, Campbell Soup Arena. Uh, you know, the Campbell Soup Bowl. Oh, shit. How come they didn't do that? We just, we just call it the Chunky. Let's go down to the Chunky for another Lakers basketball game. 